and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And without telling Matt, I am going to tell him now, I have the baby monitor on next to me. So at a certain point, if a baby starts crying, I'm going to have to leave and, and deal with it. So, Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. We might do a pause on this and yeah. come back to it. We've, we've taken an unexpected pause on you know this podcast. We yeah. ended the last one by saying we would talk about our time in Wisconsin and Due to an unfortunate sickness on my account, there was no time in Wisconsin. Yeah. And we also didn't get a prediction on record for Washington. Yeah. Uh, I bet both of us would have predicted that we, we almost beat them. Yeah. Like, we, we, we stay in the game. We have a fourth-quarter lead. Don't quite get it done. So, you know, and don't, we didn't put it on record. But trust us, that's what we thought would happen. Don't allow an offensive touchdown. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I guess we, we can, you know, we can get right into that. Um, you know. Another game that, you know, since the Fresno loss, it's been four games that, like, were all winnable. Uh, you know, didn't feel mm-hmm. like it going in, but, you know, we were down seven in the fourth to USC. We had the lead in, in the fourth against Colorado, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. We had the lead the fourth in this game. Uh, what, the, what, am, what am I forgetting? Cal, we were, mm-hmm. you know, we got within three. Had the ball with the, you know, down by three in the fourth. So, like, we've had chances, but just just not quite good enough. Yeah. Um, I saw a clip from a Dillingham press conference about the decision to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal yeah. because we didn't have enough healthy big bodies. And he made a, I think, 80% serious plea to anyone on campus who's 330 pounds or bigger. <laughs> to come out yeah uh, yeah and i and i guess i i don't know like and you had one blocked okay. with one one guy missing you were about he to have did, two guys missing yeah i i don't know i mean i i guess if you're in that position if you truly don't think you have 11 guys that you can put out on a field goal team then yeah i guess you have no choice but man it just to me, it felt like, you know, we talked about the Colorado game, and it was like, well, why don't you go for two? This mm-hmm. felt like one of those times to, like, not be conventional. And admit, now, I will raise my hand. I was on the, you know, in the Eastern time zone. I did not watch the game live. So I am admittedly um, hindsight criticism. But, you know, 7-6, low-scoring game. You're inside the 15, I believe, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, look, chip shot field goal, theoretically. Not a guarantee, I realize, but you know it's not a fifty yarder. Uh, man, I think you you know you try to get those three points on the board and make them have to score a touchdown, which they hadn't done all game. And of course, I mean it. You know, who foresees that it goes? Not only do you not get it, but it's intercepted and returned for the only touchdown they score. I mean, it, you know, you you can't think of a worse way for that fourth down attempt to go. No. Um. A hard luck loss, certainly. It is. It is. Um, I mean, you know, a team that's better than us, no doubt. But still, like, it just it feels like we say the same thing almost after every game. It's like, man, you know, like, we're competitive, but the losses are still piling up, and you still look at the rest of the schedule, and there's not a lot of likely wins. I, I, I texted you this on Sunday morning. I feel like this week might be the best chance. Mm-hmm. At home against Washington State, you got some institutional knowledge of them, 
you know, and, um, and Ward's been coaching good defense. Like he has, you know. he has. So, you know, like you, you have that they're struggling a bit. I mean, they've lost three in a row played, mm-hmm. played pretty well at Oregon last weekend, but you know, laboring, um, their, you know, their early season momentum is, is gone. This feels like the one man, if you're going to get one, um, because yeah, you know, that end of season game against Arizona, like Arizona has played pretty well last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and, and Utah sure don't feel good about that. Uh, you know, Oregon, I know that's at home, but don't feel good about that. So uh, like, man, if you're going to get one, this, this feels like one you probably have the best chance to get. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I am of a mind that we are going to get a win now the rest of the year. I, I think so, too. I mean, uh, I think we've like been it, just the law of averages. We've been playing close, competitive games. At some point, people are going to get healthy or we're going to find a combination that works. Somebody's going to make a mistake and we're going to capitalize. I just I. I agree with you. I think this week is the best chance, but it just feels like we're too close to not have it work. I agree. And to that end, I want to say great effort by this coaching staff. Um, I mean, they've at least got at least on the season. I'm not talking about game by game or in this game, but just you've, you've got a team that got told they wouldn't play in a bowl game. They've been getting beat and beat up, you know, a lot of questionable, based on Twitter takes, questionable uh, non-calls on pass interferences and holding. I saw, that's um, always, I mean, I did not watch the game and, and you know, everybody's, a, everybody's an officiating expert, just like a coaching expert on social media, so... I always get a little hesitant on reading too much into that because, you know, every game, like, oh, I, my team got screwed. This team is the is, gets the benefit of every call. Like, well, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess right before the fourth down, there was a, a, pa- a pass interference that was flagged, but then they picked up the flag mm-hmm. or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's It's tough, but the bottom line is, like, it, you know, and I know Dillingham said, you know, like it's on me. And it, I mean, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to score more than seven points. I mean, I, I, this is a Magic Johnson level analysis because he tweeted it about the commanders. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to win a football game when you score seven points. Like you, you can do it. And we came close. But this offense is just not good enough. Um, I couldn't read the story because it's, you know, paywall. But uh but, you know, Cartman, I, I saw, had a, a story about, you know, it's clear why they went with Rashada to start the year. I, I could only see the headline. I didn't seem to see more than that. It is clear. Mm-hmm. Like, Borgay's a nice, he's a, you know, he works hard. He's a mm-hmm. he's a Rudy Rudiger-esque quarterback. Uh, but he's not very good. And you, you see the limitations when you have him in there against a good team. Yeah, I mean, he is what you expected Taylor Kelly to be right. Like, yes, yes. I think that's probably fair. Now that we are here, it's like, uh, yeah, he's not that good. 
You know? I mean, he's probably what Taylor Kelly would have been with this supporting cast. Yeah, true. I mean, I, Taylor Kelly was a very a very good quarterback. But we also have to acknowledge, like, you know, his offensive coordinator was Mike Norvell, who's a pretty darn good offensive coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Marion Grice. He had DJ Foster. He had Jalen Strong. Like, you know, he had, he had some pretty good things to work with. Now, he was the right leader for that cast, and that's that, that's a credit to him. Because that cast isn't as good with Michael Eubank or Mike Bercovici. They're, they just, we, we saw it. They yeah. weren't as good. You know, but it's it's a perfect marriage. Like if Taylor Kelly was working with this, he'd probably be, you know, two and five. Maybe, maybe slightly better than one and six, but not by much. So then I guess the question, so Rashad is the best of the bunch. I, I think that there's a pretty good chance that next year's quarterback room the only lock might be Conover. Um, probably, probably. I mean, I I don't know Pine's um, academic status, but if he's a graduate, I assume he moves on somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he's yeah, not, exactly. maybe he'll stay because the NCAA seems to not want anyone to do two transfers. Two, yeah, which I'm fine with. Yeah. You know, we've discussed that a bit. Like, I would imagine, I think he was at Notre Dame for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the one year here. So, I mean, if he is, if he has taken care of his academics, he could probably be a graduate and, you know, be able to go somewhere else. Now he's not going to have a, you know, tremendous market. If he, if he stays, uh, FBS, it's probably group of five. Um, maybe even at, you know, FCS, maybe he's a guy, you know, there's always a few every year that it's like, well, they're just going to hang up the cleats and, you know, start their career in coaching or whatever. And, that might be his path um, since he can't stay healthy either. Uh, you know, not only is mm-hmm. he struggling, but, you know, banged up might be a sign. Borgay apparently has another year, uh, which I was astounded to learn, but I guess he does. Um, if he wants to stay around as a depth guy, I'm, I wouldn't be against that. But, you know, like, oh no, we need to be in a position where he does not see the field next year. We need to have better depth. I, I like, think we, we need we'd have a recruit or a transfer or something that we can balance playing time. Yeah. I, I, I think with Borgay, if he wants to play meaningful snaps for a team, it's going to need to be somewhere else. Somewhere else. I agree. But yeah. if he wants yeah. to be around, like he started, you know, a dozen games by the time this for season's sure. done. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to stay and, you know, be a, uh, you know, part-time assistant coach, part-time back at a quarterback. Cool. Seems like a, seems like a good kid. Seems, you know, he's put a lot of his, you know, heart and soul into the program when it's been at his worst and it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately he's going to be the quarterback that is, is the, you know, the leading passer for probably the two worst seasons in, in modern program history. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it stinks that that's the case. Cause it's not his fault. But it's a fact, yeah. uh, you know, but but yeah, we really like whatever it takes. We need to be in a position where he is not competing for playing time next year. Like if Rashada stays, which I hope he does. You know, we we still need to go get ourselves a transfer who's, you know, content to be the number two or or, or push for the one, but maybe content to be the two. Not, you know, not cause a problem if he doesn't win the job type of deal. Um, yeah you know, and, and have better depth. And that's gotta be more than just quarterback. I mean, I, you know, I'm not 
criticizing necessarily, but like the offensive line has got to be deeper and oh, better. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they're just, there's just gotta be a lot of work done um, on this roster. I know they brought in a lot of new guys this off season. Uh, they need to bring in maybe an equal amount of new people or close to it next off season. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I'm, I'm very curious. There was a little bubble of good recruiting that yes. we saw. Um, and obviously those two young recruiter coaches are, are still here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it could pay dividends, but I am, I am a little worried. And this is going to be a mark of how effective is Kenny Dillingham as a head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, if Charlie Ragley leaves, okay. But if Brian Ward leaves, or if those two young guys leave, it's like you know, those are guys. Like unless they're all moving up, up. Yeah, those are guys who we should be trying really hard to keep. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you want to have, you know, as much stability as possible, which I know is. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about that in terms of rosters before. Like, is it is it a good idea to have you know stability when you stink? Roster wise, probably not. But I think when you're building a program as we are trying to do, that is a hundred percent what needs to happen. Like you, you you know you gotta you gotta try to have a little stability and keep these you know position coaches and the coordinator. I'll be interested to see what happens with the offensive coordinator spot mm-hmm. since he took the play calling from Baldwin. And, you know, like, is that a, I mean, I don't know the background, but is that an untenable uh, thing for more than a year? You know, I mean, if, yeah. if, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, now, since he's taken over play calling, it hasn't tremendously improved the offense, the, the offensive numbers, which we, we, uh, we should discuss, um, you know, our, our season over under totals, they're still pretty ugly with, with five games left. We're looking at, we're looking at unders on some of those totals we established. Yeah. I, to talk briefly about Baldwin, I agree with you. I, I think you can do it for a year, but you have, you've taken away play calling. So. So what is there? Yeah. I mean, I mean like, yeah, yeah. You're I, not going to give it back. You and hired he hired him with the notion that he was going to be the play caller. Yeah. Like if it was, if, if Dillingham started out and said, I am going to call my own plays, but I, you know, I need an offensive coordinator to just, you know, be my right hand man. Okay. You know, that some NFL coaches do that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get that. But like you, you brought him in with, he's going to call the plays. And after three games, you, you know, you, you, you broke the glass in case of emergency. And there were some initial positives. You know, we put up 28 against USC. Granted, USC's defense kind of stinks, uh, but you know we we a lot of imagination and you know all that. But but then you know you only score seven against Washington, um, and Washington's defense is is not going to be confused with you know the eighty five Bears. It's it's solid. You, they're not going to be confused with Utah. <laughs> no, they're not exactly. Yeah, so you know it's like uh, I mean now then you can also say with the personnel you have. I mean, if you had, you know, Bill Walsh in, you know, 1982 calling the plays, would it make any difference? Like, I mean, if, if you don't have good personnel, you can draw the greatest plays in the world and you're still going to struggle. And I, I think that's where we're at. 
Yeah. That said, like, do you keep, I mean, what is, does Bo Baldwin want to stay? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, that's, not. that's the thing is like, imagine, if, if right? he's I mean, got a play caller expectation or right. view of himself, then, you know, then no, you don't, then he's gone. And yeah, that's fine. It's hard to go back to him. It's hard to go. It's hard to go back and say like, okay, now you're going to be the play caller again. Mm-hmm. Like, and I suppose you could, but it seems like a bit of a reach. Yeah, I I think that given how Kenny Dillingham has built this staff, I would expect either an internal promotion. Yeah. Or, I would expect a Arizona high school coach to take over. Yeah. And, yeah. And if true. so, I believe Doc Benet is available. Well, did he go somewhere? He did, but I think he would take a college job. He probably would. Yeah, I can't remember where he's coaching now. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, hey, God, I'd love that. Uh, that wouldn't bother me in the least. Um, I mean, you know, uh, I nobody loves Doc Benet more than you and I do. I think, mm-hmm. uh, except maybe Doc Benet himself. That's possible. Um, but that's okay. When you're great, it's okay to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's only cocky if you can't back it up. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just confidence if if you're that good. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I feel like this, the rest of this season, and we've said this, you know, already, is is one about you know, can you can you steal a win or two? Um, I, I mean, obviously, the season's not going anywhere. You know, you're not going to a bowl, which was decided before the season even started. Your record's not going to be good enough that it would have mattered. Um, you know, can you, can you just get a win? I mean, if you could, it's a big if, but if you could get that Washington state win and then, you know, beat Arizona to finish the year, like it would be three and nine, same as last year, but boy, would it feel so much better to to have that? Like, well, all right, we turned the corner. We made something happen. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of that can happen, but it's, you know, that I think would be best case scenario for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, do you want to talk about where the offensive numbers are? We can, we can. So I, I've gotten them updated and I, you know, I think we gave our predictions of an over under these totals when we did this after three weeks. So let's, let's revisit. The, the total we set was 209 and a half points. We're at 119 right now. Feels like under is probably pretty So we'd have bet. to get about 20 a game the rest of the way? We have, we'd have to score 91 points to get to 210. Um, so that would be 18 a game, roughly. Mm-hmm. We have matchups with... Utah and UCLA, who might be the two best defenses in the conference, still ahead. I I, I don't think we get there. No, it, it sure doesn't feel like it. I mean, a round number is 200 points. I, I'm not feeling great about that. No. I, you know, I'm not sure we'll average 14 a game the rest of the way. No, no. Which then, the other one we did as far as points was second half points. We set it at 99 and a half with 39. Like that, that feels like way under. 
we could probably move the line to 79 and a half and still potentially be under. Yeah. No, we're, I mean, it's bad. We're not very good offensively. No. Um, I mean, how many games have we not scored a point in the second half? At least three, right? Yeah. This one. And then I believe that, the um, Oklahoma state and Fresno, right? Yeah. In the first game, we only got a field goal, right? Right. So we had we had three in the non-conference season. I think USC, we scored 15, I want to say, in the second half. I think we had 13 at the half. Cal, I think maybe we scored 11. In Colorado, we got the one touchdown late, you know. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a struggle uh, overall. But certainly, the you know, we're not getting better as the game goes along, I guess. No. Nope, nope, nope. The overall touchdowns, we set it at 19 and a half. We're at 14. I feel like we probably get over that. Six more touchdowns in five games. You would, you would that, hope that should be. Yeah, You're, I mean, I mean, we should be able to do that if you can get one defensive or special teams touchdown. Right. You or, know? or or a turnover that sets you up with a short field. You know, something like mm-hmm. that. I, I think we could get there. Yeah, a kick return that goes down to like the five. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then the other, we set six and a half second half touchdowns. We're at four. That's a dicey one. That's still close. I mean, you, <laughs> three more in five games. Uh, a normal it, team, you like, would feel very good about that. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, there's a possibility we could we could get in a high-scoring shootout with somebody and get three in one game. Yeah. But yet, that feels highly unlikely because I just don't know if we have the team to get in a shootout. Yeah. Agreed. Um, it's a, it's rough. It's just rough. I mean, again, and I, I, it's not to highlight these like, oh, the coaching stinks or it's all this guy's fault. Like, it just illustrates like, man, it's it's a rough go right now. Yeah, no, it's it's less than ideal. Um, I, I still think the coaching is good. I, I still think Kenny's the right guy. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, this year was a wash and then they made it worse going in. Yes. And yes. he, he still has done nothing to dissuade me from thinking he's the guy. Like he's no, made decisions no. I've disagreed with in game or whatever, sure. but overall big but picture, he's going in the right direction. I, I think so. I mean, I, I'll say this. I guess, uh, as just like, no, he hasn't done anything to dissuade me. He hasn't yet done anything to, like, solidify my belief. I still have yeah. the belief. But, you know, when you're one and six, it's hard to be like, well, I can point to all these things he's doing right. I, like, I like what I see, and I and I think there's uh, – I, 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 I think he is going to do well, uh, or at least certainly a lot better than this. But, mm-hmm. you know – got to see it like next year, you know, and we've, we've already kind of discussed it. We don't have a schedule yet. You know, I saw um, your mark said the big 12 schedules should be announced late November, early December. So maybe which, right around the end of the season, which that'll uh, be kind of nice to like know ahead of time. It will, it will. Yeah. Uh, if they come through with it, you know, um, it would be good. Uh, you know, <sighs> Once we get a schedule, it'll be easier, I think, in some ways to say, like, all right, you know, what do you think? But certainly there's got to be there's got to be some progress. You know, like the, you get you get this year 
as a complete free pass for him mm-hmm. and this staff. You really do. Like, it's a free pass. Um, you know, everything, you know, the roster turnover, uh, the bullpen right before the season, on and on and on. But you only get one of those. Yeah. And, and you know, if we're sitting here at one and six next year in the latter part of October, then I'll be a lot more uneasy about where the program is. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, but I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I I, I, don't I think I think next year you return to the expectation of, you know, a bowl team. And a 500 or so record. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think so. Now, we looked at the non-conference. It's not easy. Um, you know, it's it's Wyoming, I believe, to start yeah. the year, which is a solid program. Um, you know, and then Mississippi State, right? Yeah. Is, is next year. Now, they have had a rough go. You know, they're not very good this year either. So who knows what they'll be. But, you know, it's still an SEC team. Um, you know, not a not a free, you know, easy game or anything. So, I mean, it's a long ways. I, I, I'm leery of getting too deep into the, you know, well, we should have this win and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, who knows? But, um, you know, bottom line is you got to find your way to win some more games. And hopefully the, you know, the competitiveness of this year you know, bleeds into that. And that's why it would just be so big to find a way to win one or two down the stretch to just have the feeling of like, all right, we're not just, you know, Oh, we're not just coming close and losing every game. We finally broke through and figured out how to win one or two of these. Yeah. Um, anything else on the ASU season before we jump around? No, we could jump around. All right. Um, I'm bummed about my Texas pick. Um, uh, don't give up on it yet. But I mean, with, uh, you know, with Ewers uh, out I, I know. now, I know. I, I hear you with Ewers. I, I, yeah. I get you. But you know, like we've seen teams survive being a backup. You know, having a backup for a bit. He's not out for the year. Mm-hmm. Sounds like. Um, you know, it's uh sounds like maybe you know a couple of weeks. Um. You know, can they they have BYU this week? Solid team, but you know, it's BYU at home. You think you you know, hopefully you can find a way to win that. The one that I feel like is really a tricky one is is two weeks they have Kansas State. And Kansas State seems like they might be clicking. Like it kind of feels like this dude at Kansas State climbing, you know, like he's he's gonna be one of those coaches like Kyle Whittingham. Whereas, like, you know, what you see in September is not what you see in the second half of the year. They get better. And they're kind of doing it again. Like, they lost to Missouri, and they lost, you know, oh, they're not very good. And now it seems like they might have figured something out, and that game looms large in a couple of weeks, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. So, I, but I'm not, you know, hey, if they, if, they, uh, if they keep winning, they get themselves in the Big 12 title game, and if they can up, you know, if they can beat Oklahoma – which probably would be who they'd have to beat in that game. You know, mm-hmm. a 12 and I mean, it's a long ways, but a 12 and one where you, you avenged your only loss. You wanted Alabama. That win is looking better and better because Alabama's, you know, playing well and, and probably on their way to the SEC title game, at least, yeah. um, you know, like you start looking at that. Like, I think that that resume gets in. I'd be surprised if 12 and one big 12 champ, 
with wins over Oklahoma and Alabama doesn't get in the playoffs. Possible, but it seems unlikely. Yeah. So, okay, so let's just quickly through the unbeatens. Georgia, yes. Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma. Obviously, Michigan and Ohio State will play each other, so one of them will have a loss. Right, right. Who else are you nervous about in this group? Is it Washington based Losing? on how they did against us? It's it's that plus the just the schedule they have. I mean, this like you look at that top of the Pac-12, and and with Washington, Oregon. Now they've already played each other, but mm-hmm. Oregon State and Utah are looming there, and and each of them, each, Washington and Oregon, still have to play both Oregon State and Utah mm-hmm. the rest of the way. And it's just like the one thing we've talked about it. Like, can you you know? Does a Pac-12 team make the playoff? And I feel like if they get to a title game where we have two 11 and one or a 12 and 0 versus an 11 and one, the answer will be yes. I think the winner would go. But man, you know, can you see a scenario where you know Utah beats Oregon, but then loses to Washington, but Washington loses to Oregon State, who then loses to Oregon, and you you know, and and it's mm-hmm. just like they start beating each other up, and you end up with 10 and two versus 10 and two. Yeah, it's very possible. I think. Yeah, I mean, because you know, Oregon, Oregon State, and Utah are all one-loss teams. So. Right, right, and they all still have to play each other. Like you yeah. know, they they you know, and and Washington has to play Oregon State and Utah. Well, um, well so what I USC, I mean, what, USC, like you know, USC, we could talk about them a bit, but like they're yeah. not out of it. They they have two overall losses, but only one in conference. Yeah, like if they if they could somehow find something, which I don't think they're going to. But I mean, if they beat Washington and Oregon, they're they're back in the conference title game. I saw this online. It's not my opinion, but I thought it was an interesting point about SC, which is the playoffs are out of the picture. Yeah, the repeat Heisman feels unlikely right now. Yeah, yeah, almost certain. What's Caleb Williams playing for? And should Boy, he stop I saw that playing? Too. And, and and it was Emmanuel Acho who tweeted it, and he is getting crushed by the you know college football establishment for suggesting it. And I sort of agree, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, I think I don't think you'd see him do that. But if they lose to, let's say they lose to Washington in a couple of weeks, and and that pretty much would end their hopes of winning the Pac-12 too. Like right now, mm-hmm. they still have a chance to win the Pac-12. They, they play Washington, they play Oregon, so if they beat them both, they'd have head-to-heads on them. Um, you know, they don't have head-to-head on Utah, but maybe Utah loses another game somewhere in there, too, and and they're in the Pac-12 championship game. But if that goes out, like, you do wonder if he, you know, like... Say- yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a... There's not a reason. I guess I don't know what his NIL contracts say. Would he have to pay money That's back? That's true, too. You know? That's a good point. Yeah, and, you know, a quarterback especially, there's a different perception if a quarterback sits than a running back or a wide receiver. or some, You know, like if a quarterback you know, is like, ah, is this guy just in it for himself? And And there's, you know, I think there's a little bit of skepticism about his personality. A little bit, not a ton, but you know the 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 whole thing with you know the you know 
the fingernail painting and the Utah stuff last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gets a little, he gets a little sulky when things aren't going well. Um, you know, like he sits out games when he's healthy. That's not going to look great. Now I'm not saying it's going to mean he doesn't get drafted or anything like that, but I'm just like, so it affect him maybe a little bit, maybe, you know, maybe some teams start thinking like, well, Hey, maybe we want Drake may, mm-hmm. maybe we want JJ McCarthy. Maybe this guy isn't the second coming. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a tricky one, uh, but boy, I, you know, you said you're bummed about your Texas pick. You picked, you know, I picked USC to win the national title. Uh, bummed isn't the right word, but God, I, I, uh, regretful is the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, I got seduced by the, by the glitz and glamor of their skill positions. And, and, and I also got seduced by kind of like just wanting to be different. I'll admit, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I didn't want to pick Georgia again. That's easy. I didn't want to pick, you know, Michigan. Like, no, they haven't won, but they've been you know, like, ah, oh, man, I want to, I want to go out on a limb. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't have gone out on that limb. Should have picked a different limb. Well, so, okay, let's, we're halfway through the year, two thirds of the way through the year. What limb would you like to go out on now? Because if because if you want to dare to be different but reasonable and different, might yeah, I interest you in your Florida State Seminoles? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, okay, if you ask me right now, who do I think is gonna win the national title? If I had to pick a team right now, I'd pick Michigan because mm-hmm. they have been so good. I know they haven't played anybody good yet, and I know they got the you know, scandal and whatever. Um, but I, man, they just look really good. And uh, having seen Ohio state and Penn state this week, um, good teams, but Michigan looks better than both of them. Um, but if I wanted to go, yeah, I, I was even going to say, if I could go back in time and, you know, pick a team that wasn't top three or four in the country preseason to win the top, I would pick Florida state. And I think they got a shot. Like they're, they're seven and oh, um, they still have Miami, who's good but not great. They have to go to Florida at the end of the year. That's not a gimme. Um, and then the ACC title game if they make it. But, you know, yeah, that would probably be the team if I wanted to go outside the box, they would be it. I think, I mean, obviously I, I still believe, like you said, the Texas pick is alive. I think it's, it is, it's sure. struggling, but I, alive. Um, I think the other team I'm going to be rooting for besides Washington is, is Florida state because of Norvell. Yeah. I'm rooting for Washington. I'm rooting for whoever from the PAC 12. I just want some team to make it. And right now that's Me too. most Me likely too. Washington. So I'm rooting for Washington, but if they lose, I'll probably switch back to Utah or in a dream agree. scenario. That would be a dream for me and a nightmare for everybody else. Oregon State would be great. They are. They are. And they've got a shot. Now they, mm-hmm. they do have a tough road the rest of the way. But if you they know, win they out, that, that's a compelling road. They'd be in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think those four teams in the Pac-12, you know, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, Utah, all can probably say, like, if we win out, we're going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I think so. A 12-1 and or 13-0 and Pac-12 champ. I mean, Utah would have, you know, not only that, but they'd have the win over Florida, uh, a road win at Baylor. Baylor's not great, but it's still a, a road power five win. 
plus, you know, I mean, again, we're, we're on the presumption they went out. They would have beaten Washington. They would have beaten Oregon. And then they would probably have to beat them a second time, one of those teams, unless they play Oregon State in the mm-hmm. conference title game, which is the only team they've lost to. And then, therefore, they have a chance to make up for that loss. So, yeah, Utah's right there. I mean, they've apparently ruled out rising now for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Which in some ways might be for the best for them. Like, just to have the, like, I think rising's better than Bryce and Barnes. But yeah. if he's not able to play, move on. Well, you know, it just, and, it and, stops and, you, like, it stops you from having to answer that question every Right, week. exactly. Now you know who you are. This is who you are. You're not, you know, the savior's not coming next week. Like, this is your offense. And, and again, I mean, like, all of a sudden you look at Utah, it's like, all right, now they're, they're starting to score some points. Granted, again, they did it against USC. Uh, and the week before against Cal, who doesn't appear to be its typical really good defensive team like they have been. But still, like, you know, back-to-back weeks, they've scored 30-plus. And you start thinking, like, uh, if I'm Oregon this week, I'm nervous. Yeah. Like, going in there, like, that's a tough game. And, and you know, like, the, the best scenario, I think, for the Pac-12 to get in the playoff is Washington and Oregon went out and play again. That game was so good, so close. You know, twelve and zero versus eleven and one. That's that's a you know guaranteed the winners going to the playoff scenario. Mm-hmm. Utah and Oregon State can really screw that up though, and I have a feeling one of them will, if not both. Oh, I mean, I think that it's as likely that your conference title game is Utah versus Oregon State. It might be. And... It might be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so it's. Uh, it's super interesting. I mean, I was kind of going through earlier today and thinking like, okay, who, you know, who of the power five teams doesn't really need any help. I don't think to get to the playoffs. like, you know, they win the rest of their games. They're in. And I think those four of the pac 12, I think Georgia and Alabama and the sec, I think Oklahoma and Texas in the big 12, Ohio state, Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan. And I would say Penn state because Penn state still plays Michigan. So if they beat them, they're eleven and one, and maybe the tiebreaker goes their way, you know, something like that. And then Florida State, I, yeah. I came up with those twelve teams as kind of like, all right, they're they're probably in if they don't lose another game. Yeah, I mean it's easy. Like Penn State looked bad on Saturday offensively, really bad. Uh, but their defense is still really good, and and they get Michigan in State College. So if they could pull an upset. And I don't think that would be a massive upset. Uh, you know, like, they're not out of it yet. Mm-hmm. Now, do I believe they can based on what I saw on Saturday? No. Uh, but maybe their offense can find something in the next three weeks. Yeah, agreed. Um, That'll be interesting. And then, real quick, you know, based on we're having the conversation, Who's your Heisman pick at this point? That's an And I shouldn't say at this point, like making the projection now for the rest of the year. Who's your Heisman pick? You picked Ewers, didn't you? I picked Ewers. I think the injury all but. The injury derails his chances, yeah. Yeah. Unless he only misses like one game. Uh, Then I suppose he could have a shot. I feel. He's probably going to miss more than that. I feel like Penix. that game against ASU is probably enough to. It hurts, but it doesn't. It doesn't ruin it for him. 
because mm-hmm. first of all, it was seven, it was ten thirty at night, and he's also got several big games ahead. Yeah, he's, he's got USC that you know where you'll probably put up some numbers because USC's defense stinks. He's got Oregon State. He's got Utah. Like if he has big games in those, that ASU game will be an afterthought. Yeah, but he could have a very similar game against Utah. He could. Um, he could. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that is probably bad news for you. Uh, I think I would pick Jordan Travis. Well, that was my preseason pick. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, I don't think yeah. that's good if I'm if I'm also on that bandwagon. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I am not totally backing off it because I think he still has a shot. I, I, I do think he has a shot. Yeah, I mean, I just pulled but, up his numbers. You know, 1,750 yards, 15 TDs, two picks. He's also rushed for 176 yeah. yards and five more touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing I... I worry a bit with him is just, and, and it's a, it's kind of a dumb thing, but it's just the way these boats go. They don't have a ton of marquee games the rest of the way. Like Penix has some, and I, you know, he's the odds on favorite now based on the, the, you know, the Vegas odds. Mm-hmm. I might go with JJ McCarthy. Because yeah. he's got big games. He's got Penn state. He's got Ohio state. He's got a potential big 10 title game. If they're 13 and Oh, now, this is all with the caveat that like this thing doesn't you know blow up and whatever. I I don't know. Uh, but if there's if they're rolling and he plays well, I might pick him. Yeah. No, I mean that's a that's a good call. They, I don't know. know. I mean, I'm not backing off Travis. Well, what, what you know, you I'm not need... like oh that's a ter-, you know, but but I like I don't know if he's got the marquee games to do it like the miami game isn't doesn't really feel hugely marquee they've already lost a couple the florida game you know florida's better than they were last year but not great so like are there are there the moments for him to get noticed well and that's where i was gonna say what what he needs is that since he doesn't have the marquee game is he needs that highlight real play he needs a throwback pass that he catches and yeah, takes in. yeah, or a, or a, you know, it may not be a marquee game going in, but if they're you know down ten going to the fourth quarter against Miami, and he you know leads them on a twenty-one nothing fourth quarter or something like that, where it's like, whoa, that's the moment that you you know he saved their season, he threw three touchdowns and they won the game or something like that. Yeah, that you know, but I mean the Pac-12 guys, Panics, Knicks, probably those those two. Like they've got the marquee games to to do it, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I, I mean, I don't know if they can because that that's the thing. They have the marquee games. That also means they have tough opponents. Yeah. And you lose one, and it's like, oh well, you know, we're out on you. Neither of us have said the name, and neither of us probably want to say the name. But Jake Daniels has a pretty good shot too. Yeah. He's had a great year. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not rooting, but like that Alabama game in two weeks, if he plays well and they win, yeah, get ready for the, get ready for the Jaden Daniels is the Heisman favorite talk because he's played extremely well. And were it not for a horrendous defense that they've had most of the year, he'd probably be the favorite right now. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. He's been great. I mean, he really has. Like, I, I I'm not happy saying it, uh, but I also, you know, first of all, you got to admit it. Secondly, it is one of those where you think like, God dang, man, we, we might have had a really special one that, that we 
we wasted with poor coaching. I mean, a, you know, a Jaden Daniels, Johnny Wilson tandem mm-hmm. probably makes this offense a lot better. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I will, I, I will to, note that, I have to uh, admit the kid has gotten a lot better since he left here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a mutt, like, especially this year, like he's throwing the ball. Well, they are explosive. And it's like, wow. And, and now I don't think they'll beat Alabama in two weeks, but if their defense has improved enough, we'll see, you know, the last yeah. two weeks they played Auburn and army, which are not good offenses, but it looks better. Um, Alabama's got some offensive vulnerabilities. They give up a lot of sacks. You know, they, they're they're not the dominant offense they've been. They win that game, and Jaden Daniels moves to the front of the line. Yeah, I I was about to do a depressing thing, which is go for it. You could have had theoretically on this roster, Daniels, Wilson, Trainum. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And yeah, the, you're right. You know, Nada also, although Washington's not playing him at all. Not playing him, but you're right. I mean, those first three names are, are key members of, you know, three of the top 15 teams in the country right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, two of them are, are key members of those six undefeated you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tradem is, is, you know. He was the starting running back this past weekend. Now Henderson's been hurt. But, he scored the you know, touchdown he, against Notre Dame. He did. He did. Yeah. I mean, he's been big for them with with Henderson and Mayan Williams both getting hurt. He's played a lot. Um, and Wilson's been really good. Uh, I mean, really, really good. Like he's you know he's a different player there. And Daniels is too. Uh, you know, he still I feel like runs the ball more than he should. He's not that you know. But and granted, he's throwing to really good receivers. You know, at, at LSU, they've got to, you know, but man, you look at him and think like, gosh, the, the talent was there. I think it was. And we just, um, we didn't, I don't think he was coached well here. I think he was handed the keys to the kingdom and, and basically like, you're, you're a God, man. You just do everything you want and we'll just trust you at, you know, 18 years old. And had he been coached better, which we're seeing now, you know, maybe he could have been that that truly elite quarterback we've never really had. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, Washington state picks official picks. You want to give yours first? Yeah. Um, why, why not 29, 28 sun devils. We score okay. and go for too late and we actually Love get it. it. Love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we went to I'll go I'll go twenty to seventeen. I mean, who knows, but that could be uh, fun. It could be fun. I mean I think I think we give up a lot of passing yards because that's kind of the way you play this team. You know, you you, you let them throw it short, you let them, you know, but you, you, you hold them off in the end in the red zone, you keep them out, you know, and and, and boom, there, you know, you, you get a win, you get a couple of stops and yeah, I I don't know. I picked us to beat Oklahoma State, and I was wrong. And I picked us to beat Cal, and I was wrong. And at both times I've said it's the last time I'm going to do it, and then here I go again. But but what if you're not? right? I know. I mean, like, uh, why not? There's, I got nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose but my dignity. Yeah. Well, we'll be back to find out about dignity and all that <laughs> other stuff 
Uh, and and to talk ASU basketball, who who won a secret scrimmage that everyone knows all the stats from. That's ASU right. That's right. Yes, but uh, yeah, the season is is very soon. What less than less than two weeks, I think, or so, until the start of the season. Yeah. So we're gonna Maybe have little, to talk about that. Two, and yeah, learn who these guys are. Uh, we are. We are. Yeah, just <laughs> like football. Learn a brand new roster. Here we go. It's Frankie Collins, and then I'll figure yeah, it out. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, until next time, though, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.